0: And I will say I have learned more in the last five years in the home birth setting about birth than I had learned in all my doctorate training to become a midwife.
1: Huh. Crazy how that works.
0: Yeah. It's fun when you just see birth unfold
1: in its natural state. Hi, I'm Rachel, owner of the Natural Birth Site, certified birth doula, childbirth educator, and midwife's assistant. And I'm Tiffany
2: Munez, certified birth doula, lactation counselor, and midwife assistant.
1: Here, you'll learn all about different aspects of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum.
2: Remember, none of this information should take the place of your care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a
1: medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners, welcome to The Natural Birth Talk. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Tiffany. And we are here with a home birth midwife, Deb Lawrence. She's in Southern Illinois. And today we are going to talk about vaginal breech birth specifically in the home setting. But before we get started, we want to let Deb introduce herself.
0: Sure. Well, first of all, what an honor to be asked to be on this podcast with you guys. Um, I've met You both at different times in my life, and I have been very impressed with the work that you're doing. So I'm honored and feel privileged to be invited. So, well, a little bit about myself. Um, I am a certified nurse midwife. So I started out as a nurse first and then did a lot of things within nursing, but my passion has always been labor and delivery. Uh, That's where I worked the majority of my lifetime. And matter of fact, I was in a job where I was the manager of a unit inside a hospital, loved it, had so much autonomy, it was just the best, and we were doing such great work. But as things happen in hospitals, when new people come in, new ideas, new CEOs with Mm -hmm. ways to look at conserving money, uh, eventually what happened was the managers in our hospital lost their positions, and I was actually then allowed to stay in labor and delivery but was delegated to nights early oh. 12 hour shifts and i was bored to tears after <laughs> having worked a lot of hours in my lifetime i just found that i wasn't satisfied So, at that point in my life, which is rather late in life, when some of my friends are thinking about retirement, Mm -hmm. I get this (laughs) wild hair idea that I'm just going to go back to school. I had always admired all those women when I went to these big conferences that had all those credentials behind their name. And so (laughs) I thought, you know, maybe I just need to go back to school. So, at that time, I had my associate's degree. So I went back to get my bachelor's. Okay, While I was there, I had a great mentor who said, you really should become a nurse practitioner. And I thought about it for a while and I was like, okay, I'll do this. And she said, well, now you have to decide your specialty, whether you want to generalize or specialize, you know, whether Mm -hmm. you want to be family nurse or something else. And I said, well, I've got to do OB because that's my love. That's my passion. I love women and babies. So went back to school to get my master's, uh, graduated and started as a certified nurse midwife, got asked to teach undergrad nursing at University of Illinois. Wow. And for about seven years, I worked full time as a certified nurse midwife in a very Mm -hmm. busy physician hospital based practice. And I taught pretty much, well, it was part-time, but it seemed more full-time mm-hmm. yeah, at University wow. of Illinois.
1: I uh, love your so, tenacity. Like, you're just like, I'm going to go get it, and I'm going to do it. And I think that is awesome. Well, You must be you know, tired. There, was little, yeah, that. That.
2: <laughs>
0: there is this other little caveat, too, because while I was there, I thought, you know what? I probably shouldn't stop at my master's. Let's <laughs> just go and get my doctorate. <laughs>
1: like super tenacious. I love it. Like you're just working. And you know what? This is just a funny little connection. My bachelor's degree is from the University of Illinois.
0: Well, isn't that great? I don't use it. (laughs) You use yours, so so
2: that's
1: good. But
2: most of us don't use what we
0: went
1: to college for. (laughs) No, that's
0: right.
1: That's right. Really,
0: really kind of funny in my life story is I was attending college at the same time my daughters were. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, you're just like I'm gonna take all the- these social norms and I'm gonna flip yeah. them on their head <laughs> right yeah
0: yeah so I loved the practice that I worked in it was a very busy physician hospital-based practice we delivered at two hospitals that were located in Decatur, Illinois okay and I was honestly the first midwife that came to that practice and kind of Settled back into the area, they had had a midwife years ago, but it was really funny because the two hospitals were just so different. One was very Mm. midwifery friendly, and the other one was not so midwife friendly. Yeah, Mm. and so I I had a lot of lot of blazing to do, of new Mm -hmm. trails, setting up the midwifery program. I talked to my physician as time went on and said, hey, we've got to build this program. So over the years, he gave me uh, the privilege of hiring more midwives to join awesome. our practice. And we grew this wonderful practice and even started a laborist hospitalist program at one of the hospitals using midwives to staff it. Wow. So that was that was about a seven year process. Oh, holy and cow. In wow. That process. I started kind of seeing some things that were not sitting right with me. I think one of the stories I always like to share is one of the doctors one day looked at me and I don't think he meant it as a compliment, but he said, you know, (laughs) Deb, you are one of the most midwifey midwives I've ever met.
1: (laughs) What? So in your mind, you're like, I'm going to take that as a compliment, even though I don't think he meant it that way. (laughs) <laughs> so,
0: you know, I just I think I had a very midwife heart. Uh-huh. And I always tell people, unfortunately, when you're trained as a certified nurse midwife, you are trained in the medical model. You are right. trained in that model. And the same thing that we do with everybody else in that model, we breed fear into mm. everybody. Yep. We breed mm-hmm. fear into the nurses, the patients, the physicians, the midwives. Yeah. And I think also we create this environment that really is not conducive for good health inside those settings. And I started to see a lot more like bullying, coercion, manipulation of patients by the physicians, of nurses by the Mm -hmm. physicians, of midwives by the physicians, and it just became a, a... hostile environment for my heart. Yeah. And so yeah. I was looking, looking to see what else could I do? What else was out there? I happened upon a podcast one night. I think I was working nights at the hospital, one of my call shifts. And I happened on a podcast where they were interviewing a doctor called Dr. Stuart Fishbein. Oh, we Love just talked Dr. about him in our last
2: <laughs> recording. <laughs> I'm such a fangirl of his. Oh, me too, girl. (laughs) You know, his story was so,
0: so unbelievable where he had been a practicing physician doing breech births for years and years at a hospital. And then one day they came to him and said they wanted him to stop. And he said, well, you know, I've just been credentialed for three more years. We'll talk at the end of three years. And they said, no, we want you to stop. And we want you to stop today. And wow. he said, well, what about all my clients? And they said, we don't care. And so he said he quit. And then he had this aha moment like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? He got invited to go to home with a couple of midwives that he had worked with. And from his accounting, he was hooked. He loved it. He yeah. absolutely had a breakthrough moment. And he'll talk on many of his podcasts about how his mind changed From that traditional OBGYN thinking to this more encompassing the midwifery model Mm -hmm. of care.
1: I think that's common. Like, I think as soon as so many care providers, at least the ones that are willing to actually continue learning and not just stay with what they've already learned, the ones that Mm -hmm. are willing to continue learning, they get like that little taste of home birth. Whether you're a a doctor or a midwife or a, a doula or even just a parent, you get that little taste of home birth and it goes well and you see how well and how amazing and how just like whoo it is and then you're just hooked you're just hooked yeah yes True. I agree yep I agree
0: so after listening to that podcast that piqued my interest I became a diehard fan listening to every podcast uh, <laughs> I also reached out to some home birth midwives in Illinois that lived in northern uh, Illinois that were Mm -hmm. doing home births and started learning more about home birth. Laws were changing in Illinois at the time where it was going to allow nurse practitioners who had practiced for a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. done so much continuing education, That we could apply for something called full practice authority, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal, which meant I didn't have to have a collaborative
1: doctor to Mm -hmm. start a practice. And it opened up so many more options for moms in Illinois, because where Tiffany and I are and where you are now, there weren't any home birth midwives that could legally practice until that law changed. And when that law changed, now there's several of them in this area. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: So I uh, took a leap of faith. I opened my own business about five years ago uh, in an area where people do not even understand what Mm -hmm. midwives are or are about. Mm -hmm. Did not know if it would be successful or not, but took a leap of faith. And honestly, I do have a strong faith background and I knew this was God driven. And me too. too. (laughs) It was, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I could tell you so many stories of how things lined up. So when I started Love looking it. at the home birth practice, of course, I'm looking for people that can help me. And my niece had came across a midwife who was a certified professional midwife. And she said, Deb, you should meet this lady. I think you guys would be great together. That's awesome. So I uh, called the Dessa Cooper and asked to meet with her. And we started this conversation, and she had been a certified professional midwife. And in Illinois until recently, those midwives were not allowed to be licensed in the state. So, right. in reality, they took chances if they practiced. So, mm-hmm. she yeah. chose not to practice as a CPM, but was very willing to come in and help be a birth assistant to me. But one of her very first questions to me. In that interview was, are you going to do breach?
1: Oh, yeah. Which and is the I whole point like, of this podcast. <laughs> I got so sucked into your story. I forgot what we were even talking about.
0: <laughs> I I What's was that? like, I don't know, Dessa, because I never really thought about it. You know, in the hospital setting, no, we didn't do breach. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I started thinking back on my lifetime and I was like, well, wait a moment, years and years ago, I did work with some doctors that did breach. So that stuff was kind of tucked in the back of my mind. And I told her, I said, well, you know, Desa, I would consider it, but I definitely would need some more training. And so immediately I looked for training and guess who I trained with? Dr. Dr. Stu. (laughs) I went out to Salt Salt Lake City uh, with a group of midwives and did some in-depth training with him. And I think at the end of the training day, I think I looked around the room and all of the midwives that were there for the training, we all just were sitting there with this look on our face, like what? What is going on here? We heard about all the studies that show that breach is very normal and very good for women, yeah, and you know there's forty studies that show mm-hmm. this, and here we were taught, you know, oh guys, breach, you can't go there too dangerous yeah. so we at the end of the day, we just were all sitting there going, "This is like too simple." Like he made it so simple. Yeah. And I said, This is way more simple than a shoulder dystocia. And we're training yeah. for shoulder dystocias. Right. And he agreed. <clears throat> he said, Yes, this is way more simple. So I went away from that training thinking, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. And it honestly, it wasn't even very long. I got my first surprise breach.
2: Yeah, a surprise
0: um, breach. Surprise bridge. Yes. Yeah. So the story on this young lady, uh, which is an amazing story itself. She um, was paralyzed from the waist down from a car accident. Okay. Had gotten pregnant right after the car accident, was um, treated as very high risk in a tertiary setting, was sent to like, you know, MFM and all the specialists and felt like the whole time she was birthing that she was kind of like a lab rat Mm -hmm. uh, being watched by all these residents and things. And so she came away from that experience, a very natural birth experience, by the way, in a hospital setting, Mm -hmm. but just came away with not wanting that same experience again. And so she chose uh, to come the home birth route Uh And so I think it was wonderful for her. She got to be in her home for her visits where she was comfortable with her equipment, wheelchair, her lifts, things like that. And so, you know, when it was time for her birth, um, she went overdue and got a little anxious about that and decided to try some other things to bring on labor. So I had checked her earlier that morning and pet down. Everything was good. We did a membrane sweep with her permission. Uh, Mm -hmm. She chose to do some homeopathy, some herbals to try to get labor going throughout the day. I got called back out that night to her house and I hadn't been there like very long at all when her water broke and Uh she started pushing. Uh Uh-huh. And so... She's pushing and head starting to crown up and dad is looking real funny at the bottom. I'm looking real funny at the bottom. (laughs) You're like, that's not a head. (laughs) Yeah. He goes, what's wrong with that baby's head? And I went, Hmm, that's not a head.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: So here we were with a surprise breach. She obviously was going fast Uh, It was her third baby. So I just looked at her. I said, you know, we we can transfer to a hospital if you choose. I feel fairly comfortable right here, right now with doing this here. And she chose to stay. Um, It was a little harder for me because I couldn't even get her in the ideal position that I love to deliver, which is all fours. I could not get her in mm-hmm. that position. So we just had to go with it. And it was the most picture-perfect breech birth I've ever seen in my life.
1: And trusting her instincts. Right. Know, like, yeah. We know from our training to get them in hands and knees, all fours. But we also know that sometimes mom's body tells her what to do, exactly what yes. she needs. And you were just like, can't do it, obviously. Like, it just it just worked. Yeah, it was just magical, just magical.
0: Uh, Since that time, I have had, I think, four or five more surprise breech, and everyone goes, surprise, what do you mean? Well, you got to remember in the home birth world, we don't do a lot of vaginal exams, Mm -hmm. you know, and honestly, most of the babies were head down at my last check with, you know, feeling and palpating the Leopold's. Mm -hmm. But in labor, somehow they flip. So uh, we've had some very surprised breach. Did very well. The mom's just, it's just magical. And so one of the things that I've learned from my trainings that I like is I almost, and people look at me weird, but I almost prefer breach. I can tell how this that. baby is doing because the cord's right there. The the cords there, they're moving, their legs. they're grooving. You know, when a baby's head down, I don't have a clue how that baby's doing mm-hmm. other than listening to the fetal heart tones. I really don't have a clue how that baby is doing. Mm-hmm. But with a breech birth, you can just watch it unfold. You know, because of the trainings I've done, you know what to watch for that's normal mm-hmm. and you know, abnormal. When you see abnormal, you need to intervene. And so right. it's just been wonderful. And then, Rachel, I think I met you at the Breach Without Borders training last year. So yep. that's been my deal is that every couple of years I will attend a training so that I can keep my skills up. Yeah, yeah and that's vital. I'm well, at- And
1: that's the thing, you know, the the, the number one way to make vaginal breach birth safe is to do it with a skilled provider. Yes. Like, yes. That's the Now, key. I don't
0: know. I don't know how many bursts make you a skilled provider. True, that's vague. Yeah, it's vague. But I really have enjoyed doing those bursts when they happen. And, you know, sometimes breech bursts in the home setting, at any setting, mm-hmm. do require a little bit more help in the beginning with their breasts. So we will do those inhalation breasts just to kind of get them going. But most of them do extremely well, extremely mm-hmm. well. And so I've really enjoyed doing this aspect of birth that most people, you know, especially in hospitals, I mean, they are going to whisk them away for a C-section. I'd also loved Dr. David Hayes when he did his training because there's lots of maneuvers that you can be taught. And he just narrowed it down. He said, these are the most five important things you need to know and it'll work for every delivery. So I was very pleased that he kind of took all the information and drilled it down to usable bites.
1: Yes. And he's coming back. So just like in a week from this recording, he's coming back to our area and there's 24, 24 people signed up. He's so excited. So excited for that. I mean, I'm just so glad that our area has so many people who are willing to learn these vital skills because that's the thing you said, multiple of your vaginal breech birds have been a surprise. Yep. These therapy. skills are, they are vital. And then if it can save a mom from a C-section, especially when intuitively mom knows she doesn't need it. I mean, that's major abdominal surgery. Yes. Yes. I agree.
0: And we know that, you know, unfortunately those C-sections are contributing to the maternal mortality morbidity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then even sometimes, even in the hospital, Moms present with baby rumping. That's what they call it when baby's coming out breech versus crowning. Moms present rumping. Sometimes you don't have time to get them to a C-section. But if these providers who may not normally offer vaginal breech birth, if they don't have the skills, then that's going to be a problem, you know, or it could, could be a problem. So even for people who don't regularly offer it, they should still have the training.
0: Oh, you should have the training and have it in your back pocket to use any time, so yeah, I have become a big advocate of breech birth i 'm also a big advocate for vaginal birth after section those are mm-hmm. two that those are just become two of my passions. Along with my other passion, which is spreading midwifery all across Southern Illinois and Indiana. So I have been trying to help midwives start their own businesses to provide more home birth. I will be expanding my business. I have two midwifery students that are going to be graduating soon that will be joining my business and spreading, spreading labor of love in a bigger kind of area. So and hopefully make it so I don't have to work so hard. Right. And then I'm trying to recruit midwives. I would love to have a midwife for Arthur Arcola area in central Illinois, which is prominent, dominant with Amish. Okay. And then I would like to develop uh, some midwifery in southern Indiana. There's a real need down in that area as well.
1: Well, hey, if any of you listening are in those areas, we can put you in contact with Deb.
0: Yeah, reach out to me. I'm always looking for midwifery students, uh, midwifery, you know, people that are already midwives, doulas, anybody that wants to kind of help. I just recently brought on two young girls who have an interest in midwifery, Mm -hmm. um, but just beginning students, and they're going to become birth assistants for me and help us with deliveries. So
1: I love that you're going to kind of be their precept because now they're going to get to see all of the, what can truly happen in midwifery care, which does include surprise breech babies.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. You never know what you're going to get.
1: So what is maybe your like most memorable, good or bad, but most memorable vaginal breech birth? Hey everyone, Rachel Manns here, and today I have something I'm thrilled to share with you guys. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus for less than 25 cents a day. That's a quarter, guys. You'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. Designed for new and expectant parents, as well as pregnancy and birth professionals, Informed Pregnancy Plus is like having a trusted BFF and doctor in one, guiding you through every step of the path to and through parenthood. A few of just my favorite titles are obviously The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, How Fun Is That?, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection, an extremely well-presented and informative workshop teaching you about your core and pelvic floor and how to keep them healthy. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Sign up for Informed Pregnancy Plus right now. I'm not kidding, guys. It's really going to help you out. It's my prescription for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. That's informedpregnancy.tv, and the link will be in the description below. Now back to the show.
0: Ooh. I think, I think... There's been several uh, for mm-hmm. different reasons, but there was a mom who lost a baby the year prior. The baby was born with anencephaly. We knew okay. that early on. We knew that the baby probably would not survive. She had originally planned a home birth, but because of some complications that were happening at the end of the pregnancy, um, they did decide to deliver in a hospital. Okay. So this was her next birth her home birth and again we got presented with the information at the last minute that oh my gosh we've got a breach and we offered the hospital transfer but you know that mom was just using her good intuition And so she just did a beautiful job of pushing out this, you know, breech baby that did wonderfully. It was just a magnificent thing. And I think those redemptive births, those were what I call them, where maybe Mm -hmm. you had an, an outcome or maybe an experience that wasn't quite what you wanted. And then you have this wonderful experience in a different setting. I think those are fun for me.
1: That's awesome. Well, and to for her being in the hospital again may have been very traumatic. Just simply being in the hospital, yes, because of yes. how things went last time. And to add to that, you know, being in the hospital and having a breech baby, you know, her vaginal breech birth may have gone very differently if she was in that stressful hospital situation where she already had trauma versus being at home where she was comfortable and and just calmer. You know yes, that helps correct. that helps a birth any birth vaginal breech birth included to go a lot better. Yes.
0: And I will say I have learned more in the last 5 years in the home birth setting about birth than I had learned in all my doctorate training to become a midwife. Huh, crazy how that works. Yeah. Well, it's fun when you just see birth unfold in its natural state.
1: Yeah. Wow. Tiffany, do you have any thoughts or questions?
0: I am really excited because I'm hoping that my clients will cooperate, but I'm planning to attend a conference in August. Dr. Nathan Riley from Holistic OBGYN is hosting a conference for Breach and Twins. And Mm. so... Dr. David Hayes, Dr. Rick Safreeze, Dr. Stuart Fishbein, Bliss Young, all these names that I follow and listen to are going to be there. And I'm looking forward to participating in yeah. that if I get the opportunity.
1: You're going to be fangirling. Oh, I am anyway. <laughs> I've
0: been a Dr. Stu fan for so long. It's unbelievable.
1: That's awesome. Oh, now talk. Can you hear talk. me now? Yes. We can. I don't know
2: what happened. I don't know if my earbuds died. Sorry, can I go back and ask my question? I of had a question. Of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> okay, so Deb, what do you think about breach and water birth? Ooh, that is a good um, question. That is a good question because honestly,
0: none of my breaches have been in the water so far. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hmm. Even though maybe mom had anticipated using water whatever reason they ended up on land uh-huh. as we call it the land yeah. birth uh, yeah. so I don't know I'm I'm fine with water birth I think that it's fine you know the biggest thing is you just got to keep that bottom down under the water right. until right. it's
2: born and then for any birth the regular yeah yeah so it's a yeah. number
0: thing. and you know, most of my moms in water are gonna naturally get in that hands and knees position anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that is you know the the position that you want moms in for that breech birth if you can get them in that. Mm-hmm. yeah, so
1: yeah. yeah, I know Dr. <laughs> Hayes is a big fan of Breech birth and Water. He talks about that, maybe it was one of the like little like monthly video things I can't remember, but He talks about how he loves water for breech birth. I do have to wonder though, if he just loves water in general, because like hospitals don't like water. So he's just like, I'm going to like water.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I like water, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next
2: breech birth I have, and hopefully maybe it might be in water. So that'll be Yeah. I had just heard a podcast where the provider said that they were cool with, with vaginal breech birth, but- they just didn't want it to be in water. So I just didn't, I just yeah. didn't know like what, you know, what the norm is.
1: I do think, yeah. you know, in their defense, it is harder to do maneuvers when mom's sure. in the water yeah, because was of like great. reaching around the tub and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I don't know, probably, true, probably that babe. buoyancy helps baby though, you know, as baby's body's out, like it kind of, I don't I know, I'm that, just spitballing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think Dr. Stu has spoke about this on his podcast and he's not a fan of the water because of the buoyancy. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. thinks that it's the gravity that actually ah. helps with the delivery of the baby. So in water, you don't get necessarily. We don't have that. that gravity. Yep. So, and then okay. as far as maneuvers, you know, I, I know thinking about that cause there, I use a large pool for most of my bursts mm-hmm. and yes, that would be very difficult, I think, to be able to do the maneuvers, but I think of it kind of like my shoulder dystocias. Most mm-hmm. of the time we're going to have to in- exit the tub anyway yeah. Yeah. for right. some of those maneuvers. So mm-hmm. I think that that's doable.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, most of your moms have just gotten out of the tub. So, you know, that just goes back again to mom being really instinctual to be able being able to feel what's going on in her body and listen to her body. And maybe just instinctually, they're like, I'm done in the tub.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just love listening to moms. And it's so fun. You know, we I am very much a hands off type Mm -hmm. of midwife. So I am that midwifey midwife. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I love that. Um,
0: that's what I love just, about you. It's just so fun to watch moms. And mm-hmm. like I said, I've learned more about birth and watching cues mm-hmm. and how I never have to do a vag exam to kind of know where mom's mm-hmm. at and what's going yeah. on. And yeah, It's just fun. It's just fun mm-hmm. to watch this thing that happens.
2: It's, that's a what I was we say, all... it's so awesome to, cause I have worked with you at births before and I, it's, it's just so awesome to see a provider who truly trusts a woman's body mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I have been to home births where like, yeah, it's a home birth, but like, you can still tell that there is some mm-hmm. distrust and some fear there, like from the provider. So I just think it's really beautiful that, you know, your clients get to see that like true midwifery hands-off care. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. I, I know sometimes I feel that I still intervene, sometimes too much. Um, <laughs> I have to always take a back step a little bit. As a matter of fact, when I when I decided to make the leap to home birth, uh, most people don't know this, but I got a tattoo. <laughs> uh, it is a dragonfly and it's on my wrist. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that, but yeah. it's on my wrist and it has the word believe underneath uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And I got it there to remind me that if I try to intervene too much with my hands, uh-huh. that it's there to believe in life and believe and trust in the process.
1: I love that. I have the love chill. That it's so awesome. I love that. I love your awareness too. Of yeah, that. you're like I think I still intervene too much sometimes. I think yeah, sometimes right. it's that just awareness. You know that that awareness is huge, and you know, you guys, I'm. I'm sure you all have heard it, but for the listeners, one of the things that's said about midwives a lot is that midwives have skilled hands and know how to sit on them. Yeah.
0: Yes. I tell people all the time that midwifery, like Dr. Stu says, is the art of doing nothing. Yeah. yeah and I love it. It's so mm-hmm. much love fun. It. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Anything
1: else to add? Before we finish. No, up?
0: just I want to keep uh, reaching out. And if you guys, you know, hear of any midwives looking for jobs or anything, just send them my way. Students, send them my way. I welcome. Uh, because I really want to spread midwifery. That's I, we it. need to do this
1: for oh, all awesome. women. Yeah. Love it. Yep. yep. Ah, it was such a joy to have you here. Thank you for yeah, joining us. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Find me back sometime. I've oh, we will.
2: stories. Yeah. Yes.
1: Awesome. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening today. This is beginning our vaginal breach birth series. So, the next several episodes, we have this one about vaginal breach birth, and then we're going to have two vaginal breach birth stories, and we might throw a third one in there. We're not sure yet, but yeah. So, make sure you're listening for the next few weeks. And I just want to end in saying this that Studies have shown that vaginal breech birth in the hands of a skilled provider is very safe and you just, you really got to be intuitive and listen to your body and listen to your baby and decide what's going to be best for you. But if that, if you want to learn more about vaginal breech birth, just keep tuning in because we're going to share a lot yeah, of fun and, stories.
2: And if you find yourself in a pickle and you feel like you have no options, reach out to one of us and yeah. one of us can try to help you find a provider and,
1: you know, give you options. Yes, I love that. All right, thanks for listening guys. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Hi, Rachel Mann's again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel and more.